0: business and to say is this product worth me launching or not right and you i think that our, our our lens that we do it through and the information that we can provide to people is you know is invaluable before you make that leap of
1: faith that you're going to go do a startup and deploy capital against it yeah so i know we're winding down for time here maybe final question As you think about helping Slated get to its next level, you know, your role as CEO, what do you feel like is gonna be one of the most important things you do in the coming years to help it get to its next level as an organization?
0: I mean, what we have to do and what I was really brought on for and why I was attracted to the role, why they were attracted to me for the role is we have to get into
1: the studio business.
0: That's, That's where the dollars are.
1: Welcome to the Jess Larson Show, where I interview innovators and leaders. This is part two of our interview with Tim Wesley, CEO at Slated. If you missed part one, please go back and hear about all of his experience at AMC and Redbox and different places in the industry. Tim, for anybody who missed part one, can you give them the elevator pitch on Slated again? Yeah, no, of course. So, uh, Slated is the leading online filled packaging,
0: financing, and distribution marketplace, meeting the world's ever increasing demand for high quality content. And so, we use a scoring system to try to predict the outcomes, financial outcomes and critical outcomes of film projects to give investors, producers, sales companies little vision in with using AI, machine learning, and predictive
1: analytics to help them make their ultimate decision whether they invest or want to sell film. So I mentioned this in part one, but you know, I've been a fan of your guys for years. I watch your webinars. I'm just at some point in my career when I've made enough money in, in real estate and other places, I'll be I'll be an investor on Slated. <laughs> OK, but well, it is more welcome. Yeah, we're well, definitely welcome. <laughs> so can you talk a little bit about that scoring system? And like I'm thinking about what your executive producer team is doing, like whether it's the the Kill Room with Samuel L. Jackson, Newman Thurman, or as they made us, Dustin Hoffman, Candice Bergen, people like us. Can you talk about the role of your your A.I. and your script scoring plays in And what you guys decide to get behind? Yeah, so what we do
0: is we have a, we've built an analytics system over the last 10 years that asks five key questions. Who's in it? Who's making it? how good is the script? Will critics recommend it? And can it make money? Those are like the five major things that we use to try to score. So the first obviously is the underlying material is a script score. So everything for us is out of a hundred point scale. The script score is not done by computers. It is actually done by humans. We have 30 plus readers that have MFAs from big, big universities, or they've won Emmys, or they've sold shows to Amazon or, you know, other networks. They've been showrunners. These folks usually work for us for Anywhere from five to seven years on average, because they like to see the projects that are coming through our system, which we get somewhere between two hundred to two hundred and fifty on a monthly basis that we get to have an early look at, and so it it goes through all the scoring. So the script score is done through humans; it's a double-blind, three-person read. They've scored over eleven different factors, you know, from tone to structure to logic, etc. And they give a recommend; they either say it's a recommend, it's a strong recommend, it's a consider, or it's a pass. Vernacular in the Hollywood business, you know, what, we're, what this is, it's a, it's a it's coverage on steroids. And for the listeners who don't know what coverage is, the coverage is usually done by an agency and a junior level assistant that write two or three pages about what the script's about, you know, what they think about it, whether it's a pass to consider or not. Ours is that on steroids to where we have to, they have to write a paragraph or two on each section. They have to just give citations, et cetera. And it, 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 the, the notes that are given off those scripts have been highly valuable to the filmmakers, studio presidents, whatnot that we we're in business with to give them another you in. And so, for an example, there's nothing that's ever going to be 100. I haven't yet to see that. There's almost nothing that's in the 90s. If you're somewhere in the 80s to 85, you're an Oscar caliber script and story. We don't lean into anything that's lower than a 70. So somewhere between a 70 and a 75 is what piques our interest. And we all get alerts through Slack and through other messages like, oh, here's a script that just got scored and it's above a 70. Then we lean into that one and help them out because the underlying material is always the most important part of whatever you're going to be making because that's the blueprint. If you're thinking about it in construction terms, the script is a blueprint, just like a blueprint is for the house. That's got to be perfect before you go off and you start to have department heads and different types of people come on staff and go make this thing and deploy a lot of capital. So that's where, that's where it starts. And then once that happens, we look at in our system, well, then the AI takes over from that point, so we put in there, who's starring in it, who's making it you know, the director, writer, producer, who's who's the distributor. And that comes up with a score for the team score. Then we say, what's the budget? And what's, what is that financing? Then that comes up. If that's good or bad, that gives us a financial score. And and the financial score, a 60 in our world means that's going to break even and not make any money, but you're not going to lose any money. If it's in the seventies or eighties, you have a high probability of making money. And on our bell curve, in our prediction analysis, we're usually one standard deviation, it's one standard deviation away from the mean on our base case, we run a low a high at a base every single time, but we tend to be 80% of the time or 85, 80, 80 plus percent of the time what standard deviation away from that mean. And what that really means for us is we can gate in 80% of the winners into a portfolio view of investing into film and we can gate out 80% of the losers. And when you look at a portfolio and you use our methodology, that
1: 80% gate in or gate out tends to lead to 3X return on a synthetic portfolio. Yeah, that's exciting. Um, you know, you think about some of these stats. You guys have have over 300 billion, over $3 billion has been introduced to over a thousand movies, over 300 slated listed movies have been released, released theatrically more than 500 million at the box office in 2022, 90% of Oscars, best pictures were nominated. Oscar best picture nominated films were made by slated members. There are a lot of people that love movies. There's a lot of people with companies trying to help people who love movies and hardly anybody has stats like that. What do you think, what do you think you guys have done different at Slated? What's, what's special at Slated that isn't everywhere else? Well, it's providing the community access to get movies made, you know, as they see fit,
0: because we're not the ultimate production company of these things. The producers need to go do their jobs. That's why they're called producers. With our EP team, we do executive producer of things, which is help them sell it, help them get it financed. But they're the, the, the folks that are on the platform, they're still in charge of their movies. That's their thing. And that's great. And so that's why we get to see as much as we can do. But then at the end of the day, what we are all trying to do is, you know, make a portfolio of films that have, you know, these grants, And then how do we monetize that for everybody, for our investors and everybody else to make, you know, the financial return is, you know, I used to be at the studios. We would say, you know, Sony Pictures is not in the business of making movies just to make art. They're in the business of making money. That's what they want to do. And that's what they need to do. Cause there's always a weighted average cost of capital that the studio treasury department says, you, if you can't beat this, you know, there are, there are examples where that's not true, but you, you, you still have a peg of a, of a return that you need to, bring in to use that capital to make content. So I think when you have that mindset of all that together and that we can automatically make introductions to people and then we let the system do its thing and then we we, we lean in
1: when it makes sense for us to lean in, I think is a, a perfect recipe for success. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. And I guess maybe to put a finer point on it, my, my question is this. Those producers have a lot of options. There's a lot of people who want to get folks together why are they choosing slated what's special slated that they're saying this is the community for us like what what have you done to foster the reputation you've built i think that at the end of the day you
0: know when you get really close to films you tend to start to lose objectivity about whether it's good or not because you're so mm-hmm. emotionally invested in the content itself to so we that mm-hmm. we provide a buffer to people to let them know whether the product's worth pursuing or not you know our our system has been you know significantly accurate in our estimation and so when you see that you know if it's not worth to if you if you think you've got the best script ever and our system tells you that it's not it's probably not and you should take our recommendations and make it better or not and I think people we're just totally objective to it we don't get emotionally involved nor should we because you know that's just when at some point every movie is abandoned it's never finished that's why you see more multiple (laughs) (laughs) directors but every film is abandoned it's never finished and you can always do better but we kind of give them that buffer to say you know here's a big community of people who make a lot of films and they will, you know, you can get introduced to them and, you know, people that you normally wouldn't have access to if you did already have those relationships. And I think that's what people really value Insulated in in and of itself.
1: You know, I, I want to talk about a word that you use there that I think is super, super important. I'd love for you to elaborate on it. I, When you're talking about objectivity, you know, we think about this show being, being you know, how can people who are trying to build a billion-dollar company learn from people who are doing something different? You know, what lessons translate? And that one of objectivity really makes sense to me. You think about if somebody is crazy enough to think, their company could genuinely make it over the billion dollar mark. You know, there's a lot of temptation to not find out your baby is ugly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. What, what kind of advice do you have for folks on outside of you know, regardless of what company they're trying to build, becoming more objective about like, does this genuinely have the possibility of getting over that billion mark? Or, you know, am I, is just my wishful thinking, you know? Well, I think it's really about focus, right? I mean, if you're not willing to fail as an
0: entrepreneur, then you're not, you shouldn't be an entrepreneur because from every failure that I've ever had, you've, you've learned 20 lessons about what it is. And then you have to realize when it's, it's time to either pivot or do something different. But I think it's that, that focus and having the objectivity to say, you know, this is working or this is not working. And if it's not, what am I going to do with my company and how am I going to pivot it to make it work? Because, you know, every entrepreneur has a lot of passion or they wouldn't be an entrepreneur, but you also have to be willing to fail at it because there's all the lessons of, of learning that come from those failures, which are significantly important in growth of an entrepreneur to finally get to that mark. That if they set it up as they want to have a billion dollar company, you know, that's great. But one lesson that I've always learned in business is that if that's your object and that's your goal is and that's the only goal is to make a billion dollar company you're going to fail because it's not about the money it's about you know what kind of product that i'm going to give to the consumer that may lead me to be a billion dollar company but if your whole focus is i'm just going to sit around and make it try to make a product or come up with an idea that's going to get me a billion dollars then you're most likely not going to get there because that's not so, what it's about. It's about is giving something that the consumer, whoever that is, whether that's a movie goer or a TV watcher or an app developer to do an app, you know, the goal is that you want to make something that's great. And if you get to that success and having a billion dollar company, fabulous. You kept your eye on the ball about you got to make a good product or you're never going to get there.
1: No, I, I totally agree. I think maybe the comparison I'm trying to make is more like, hey, I want to make this great movie, but the thing has got to be profitable. You know, like I can't, I can't make a flopper; I don't get to make another one. Right. Yeah. So I, I'm in this. I This is the difference I want to make. This is the story I want to tell. This is the art I want to put out. And, you know, it can't, it can't just go to festivals. Like people actually have to see this thing, you know? And so they've got that, they've got that balance beam of like, you know, the entrepreneur is like, we've got this product, we think you know, I love it. I love what we're doing. I love how we're helping people. And the objective here is we want to get to this unicorn level. You know, do do I have, you know, do I have the Samuel L. Jackson? Do I have what it takes in this business? And how to know if we're lying to ourselves, how to like, how to become more objective about does this really have what it takes to get to get over that line on the financial side.
0: Yeah, no, and that and that's where Slated comes in. I can tell you that we've seen films from studios. They've given us the budgets and we've put them into the system and we've told them, your our system says that you're making it for too much money. Don't. You know, bring the budget down. On some of those occasions, they have brought the budgets down based on what we've said. So we try to provide that buffer because there's always the people that you hear about that, you know, they raise the money from family and friends and, you know, call it a million and a half or two million or $3 million. movie. They raise all the money, they go make it. And then they, they just think that it's going to be sold automatically and that's tends to not be the case it tends to not get sold or nobody wants to pick it up so what we try to do is there is a formulaic way to do movie making and you have to have all those pieces in line all set up before one frame of film was ever shot right because if it's not and you're doing the Hail Mary pass mm-hmm. 99.9% of those Hail Mary passes are going to fail regardless no matter what those are the averages that are in the independent film space now the studios have much better average because they control everything you know downstream upstream and downstream they're in control if you're just if you're hoping to go sell this thing and you go make it with your family's money or your friend's money and you just think you're going to show up to a festival and it's going to get accepted, 99.9% of the times it's not, right? And no one's going to touch it. because. You, and then, so what we try to do is say, you know, let's get all those pieces in place because if your script is, you know, a 70 plus, the sales agents are going to be interested in it. If you start to get better cast, the sales agents are going to get interested in Our financiers are then going to get interested in it. So what we try to do is before you shoot that frame of film and you get on sets or you go pre-production, you own a pre-production or whatever it may be. You've got all these pieces already put together and you know the trajectory of what the film is going to do. You know, again, with an 80% success rate of a winner or a loser, that's what we try to give the the community a buffer on and give them insight into and help to package the whole thing before they go spend dollar one.
1: Well, how helpful for them to be able to get that information from you up front. When you think about how many startups that would benefit from going, you know, if they could have objective help say, this is what venture capitalists are looking like, or MySpace and real estate hey this is what you know real estate financers real estate investors are looking for you know have you designed that up front because you can't you know you can't just put wallpaper on it at the end right you can't I and mean, look at every
0: every movie in itself is a singular startup I mean, you're doing, you're starting a company, you're, it's its own company, you have a product that you're going to go sell even though that product has is going to have a limited or maybe a long shelf life and it's only going to be one product. It's a one trick pony because every single movie starts as its own company and is its own startup. So you have to just look at, you know, I would have loved to have all that information, you know, before in a, an established, already established ecosystem of a business and to say, is this product worth me launching or not, right? And you, I think that our, our, Our lens that we do it through and the information that we can provide to people is, you know, is invaluable before you make that leap of
1: faith that you're going to go do a startup and deploy capital against it. Yeah. So I know we're winding down for time here. Maybe final question. As you think about Helping slated get to its next level. You know your role as CEO. What do you feel like is going to be one of the most important things you do in the coming years to help it get to its next level as an organization?
0: I mean, what we have to do, and what I was really brought on for, and why I was attracted to the role, why they were attracted to me for the role, is we have to get into the studio business. That's you know, that, that's where the dollars are that make billion-dollar companies. That's where the projects that get the highest, you know, fanfare and accolades. You know, there's plenty of independent films that do as well, but you If you want to be, you know, in, in the real game of the entertainment business, especially in film, we have to become part and parcel to the, the studio side of the world too, which they love the information that we provide. They use us. We get submitted scripts by them all the time, just to see what our, our analysis does for them and says, but I'm trying to move the company into how do we then use, we have 2300 plus investors that are on our platform. Those people also want to, and those companies also want to be in the studio business as well. So with the board members that I have with my relationships at the studios, I mean, the fun thing about it is now that we're getting to the age to where everybody that, that are running the studios are people that we either worked with or shared cubes with when we were first all started out. <laughs> and they're all, they're friends and they're family friends. And, you know, we all, you, you know, you want to make money or lose money with your friends. And that's, that's an interesting dynamic for us. And so we're trying to move into, you know, getting much bigger, much bigger entertainment properties inside of Slated that we can co-invest in and to help those guys, meaning the major studios, make better investment decisions as well.
1: That's great. Well, why don't we close off here? Why don't you tell people about your offering on Republic? Yeah, so
0: right now we're giving, uh, we're trying to raise a rank C, which is a new a thing in the last year and a half that the SEC has developed to do crowdfunding. So we're looking to raise the maximum that we can, which is $5 million on an annual basis. We're trying to bring a lot of our community in to come come invest. It's as low as 500 bucks, up to $500,000 that people can invest. And we're really excited about bringing the community in and helping us take Slated to the next level. So please go visit republic.com forward slash Slated and look at the information for yourselves. Investors
1: in the company. <laughs> That's great. Thanks for doing this. Absolutely, been out of okay. time. You bet. Okay, bye everyone.